Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Happy Friday, wizards. First things first, thanks loads for listening. If you like this, the greatest thing you can do, please, is tell other people about it, however you so please, online, in person, whatever. I'd love that. Also, if you've got spare real life money ever, then go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. It's a wicked website where I swap loads of really good exclusive stuff and content for monthly donations that start quite tiny. Sorry for asking for money. I know it's disgusting but it's a necessity. Anyway, this week's guest is the no introduction necessary rising superstar comedian James A. Castor. He is such a fascinating kind poppet and funny doesn't really do it justice. He is repulsively talented. I brought some breakfast round to his brand new flat and we ate it off the floor like heroes. Some bircher and a smoothie. It turns out he's a serious expert on American sweet stuff, puddings, desserts, all of that stuff. But can he guess what's in the boringly healthy smoothie I'd made us? Let's find out. We start, naturally, with quite an in-depth chat about the hula hooping. Is that a hula hoop? Yeah, that's a hula hoop. Do you hula hoop? I do now. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was for uh, a show. Okay. I, um, so, but I've kept it up because this is so empty. Yeah. So I've got room so I'm That is so cool. Well, it's supposed to be really good for you. Yeah, well. And good for you for, like, just doing it and going, yeah. I'm not, no, I am going to get really good at this. And also, yeah. like, I was doing this, like, little tour with Ben Williams, and um, I didn't really know what I was... It was a work in progress tour, and I thought, oh, just um, when the audience are coming in, I'll just be on stage practicing my music. <laughs> It was a bit of a funny thing to do. So yeah, I kind of did two birds with one stone. It, so it's kind of in my new show as well now. And you were saying you did no exercise. Yeah. <laughs> did you get anyone to teach you? Or did you just do YouTube videos? Um, I I think my flatmate like tried it and was like, oh, this is one of those professional hula hoops. It's actually a lot easier. Ah, okay. And he just like, said, this is all you've got, you got to do this. Because it's uh, actually quite a slight movement, isn't it? Yeah, really yeah. slight. And you just got to kind of let the hula hoop do a lot of the work. And just, like, right. But like, yeah, you give yourself a, a big old one to begin with. Yeah, really sling it to begin with. Awesome. But, yeah. So I've made us, uh, it depends what you call it on how posh you are, I've learned. I've got away from, I suppose. I've got like foodie mates from uni that call this Bircher. Uh-huh. Um, and then I've got American friends that call it overnight oats. Oh, really? So it's just oats that you put 
overnight with your mum used to make herself this uh, um, long before it was trendy really she had it in, in the fridge and it was a really nice ritual that she'd do before she went to bed or get oh, yeah. oh good I'm glad that she enjoyed the ritual before she went to bed because I find it to be a chore. Nice, no, like, particular, yeah. but we go through patches where I'm doing it every night. Anything right. that you're doing every night doesn't bode well for my kids at school. And I'm doing lunch. Yeah. Patches. Do you want? I bought pumpkin seeds and chia seeds because they're my favourite things to put on oh, the roof. Uh, no chia seeds. Do they like later on in the day that just puff up in your mouth and grow? Are they those ones? Um, I think if you <laughs> if you let if you put them in the night puff and grow like a chia seed yeah, tree, yeah. Um, I think if you put them in overnight, then they go all puffy. And, they go like um, mm. a tadpole or like a, yeah. a tasteless. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's that fish eggs that pot that are posh caviar or something? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you sprinkle them on now, they just they don't taste anything. It's just crunch. Right. Yeah. I'll have them. Put them in. Stick them in. It's I'll a go gentle. Sound. Nice noise, isn't it? Yeah. They've got the superfood thing going for them, haven't they? Mm, Those people talk about them all the time. Being I, think super, I, I spoke to one nutritionist who said that superfoods super as a thing is a load of bollocks. Yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> I believe her. Lucky I haven't followed it then. Pumpkin seed? No, uh, yeah. Won't make as good a noise. <laughs> um... You spoke to a nutritionalist. Yeah, I did one of these with a grown-up and the rest of it all with clowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, um, I met her on a, on Women's Hour and yes. she's absolutely lovely and she does lots of media stuff so she was bang up for it. Yeah. It's fascinating. I wish I'd had five hours with her. I had so yeah. many questions. I don't know if she's w- willing to go and talk to me again and again and again. Maybe. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, yeah. Well, tons of outtakes but yeah she said that superfoods are a load of shit there were loads yeah. of fascinating stuff in it apparently like eating just before bed probably fine right Eat, not having breakfast probably fine good I'm glad to hear all this because yeah. that's how I've been living my life so <laughs> like, yeah that's, that's pretty much uh, eating before bed I don't know how people don't do that I, don't know how people, like, I guess because of our job we, we come in late and so we're hungry and we haven't we often haven't like eaten at the same time as everyone else yeah. but like I love getting in and having something so nice normally cereal and then no breakfast the next day fair enough you have your breakfast just yeah. before bed yeah what's your cereal of choice late in the night well, actually I've gotten so much more boring as I've gone on as a, as a kid we weren't allowed um, to have like sugary cereals in the house all the time it was like at the start of each month we were allowed to pick one and then that when that was done it was done did you have lots of siblings that you'd have to share that one like two siblings so like yeah, one of us and only one of us would be able to pick, we had to get in turns be able to pick the truth. Oh, 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 oh. So you, that is I mean that is you gonna have learnt some good sharing. Yeah. It surely just took a matter of days to smash a box of yeah. sugar puffs away. Yeah, that's it. That is gone. And then it's a long old and it was just how much sugar you could put on your Weetabix really yeah. to like make that worth it. But um <laughs> and then like I think yeah, as I got when I was a, like late teens or whatever and I was uh, accused of my own cereal um, I was just buying sugary stuff and going yeah. crazy and then like yeah kind of I think I suddenly got really scared I get like I went through a stage and I'm not so much anymore but of being so terrified of getting diabetes I was really scared of it because I didn't really? understand well yeah one I didn't understand how it worked so it doesn't matter in my family I'm not um, you know overweight I'm not a certain age so like it was just like ridiculous that I got so but I thought just because I've got such a sweet tooth yeah so I just thought I must be get I must be in, yeah, in the yeah. running for it so um, I I just got really scared so, so, there's certain things I just can't yeah. even though I was still doing that mega sweet tooth but like certain things I can't do and I just can't start the day with like something that's like Really sugary, super sweet. Yeah, like or if it's sweet, like stuff like this will be nice and sweet. But like, yeah, quite nice. but like, yeah, I couldn't do like um, people have like cookie crisp cereal where it's basically oh. little sugar biscuits, and it's like I used to go crazy for them when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, I used to love them. I was like, why would you not start the day with this? <laughs> you know, it's because I didn't understand the consequences of anything. So like, <laughs> yeah, well, no, no yeah. kids do. Like, 
my Austrian nana and now my dad is her son yeah. both like massive feeders yeah. but my dad um, and now I'm watching my dad do with my son what my nanny used to do she used to give me a bowl of jam and a spoon and my dad because he's inherited that yeah. like mindset will give my two year old an ice cream fair yeah. enough that is a lovely thing for a granddad yeah. to do and as he's eating it say you can have another one after that wow like whoa yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's the kind of dark side of it but on the plus I can't remember what I had for breakfast I don't think I was having sugary stuff but maybe because it was an option I wasn't like I really want it yeah um, but he did say because my kid asks for like food constantly asks for food and will ask for snacks in the middle of meals yeah. and he'll like and he'll say like I want something exciting to eat I want a treat I want a treat and he's got little sweet tea. and I was like oh god is this our doing and then dad went no I think that's all kids it's just like yeah, the same yeah. like if you don't understand the consequences yeah. of, things, of course then you want a cake after a cake after yeah. a cake and he doesn't fuck about now even at two he'll go can I have two cakes yeah not can I have a cake yeah straight, straight in with it <laughs> I, I, what's for pudding was my catchphrase I used to say it during, during dinner they were eating the savoury yeah, whatever the main course was and I'd ask what's for pudding and they'd always say we don't tell you remember like it's like all the other times you, know, you ever asked we don't tell you until after we've finished the main course and I knew that but I couldn't wait I'd always ask while eating the mains it's all so it's all so really I always used to use the stand up about that I think there's something so funny about that being your actual catchphrase <laughs> change what's the pudding a what's the pudding yeah. <laughs> be great if it was your catchphrase if you were stand, you're just saying it on stage yeah. what's the pudding like a wrestler come on like yeah, a wrestler yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the pudding a caster <laughs> um, that's very funny also there's something a bit torturous in refusing to tell you until you'd eaten your mains is that because if you knew the pudding at the yeah. end of the tunnel then the tunnel would get that, that I'd almost go this isn't worth it I'm not yeah. getting you I'm know. not even gonna yeah yeah so I, I can do without so it, it would be, yeah, most likely be if I was eating something and thinking oh this is bland <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the pudding <laughs> uh, is this worth my while yeah <laughs> Delicious. I've made some lumpy juice. Lovely, it's lovely. lumpy. Probably haven't I'm missed it for long enough. Is the idea that. Do you, do you want to guess what's in it? Yeah, I've got, you I've, can guess what's in it. You tell me what's what's you like it. everything. So I've, got, I've got an awful. I don't think my palate's actually as good as I'd like, but. Oh. It's very nice. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know whether it's a juice or a smoothie, and I don't know what the difference between a juice and a smoothie is. No. There's no dairy, like, there's nothing creamy in it. Yeah. So I'd call it juice. Mm hmm. Apples? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Whole Help. apple and an apple juice. Great. I don't think I'd guess the rest if I didn't already know. No? No. There's three more things in it. Three more? Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it like this. <laughs> guess what I've made you? Hmm. Right. No. I'm going to say this, but I think it's absolutely crazy to say, say it. Yeah. No one puts rhubarb in smoothies, so do it's not. No, no right, there's no there. rhubarb in there, even no. though I've got a fair bit in my freezer, there's no rhubarb. Yeah, I don't know why I'd think there was. But, um, no, I can't get that actually. But also, there's little pink flecks in it, which I think may have yeah, maybe that's given fun, you that yeah. hint, but I think that's just the skin off that apple. Yeah. There's something that's sort of just a bit more. Mm. I'm worried that a combination of pretty bored, boring, straightforward things has given you the illusion of there being something a bit more exotic, haven't they? Oh, really? Yeah. So is there like... I don't know, like... <laughs> uh, grapes? I'm not going to get this. You're not going to get this. There's an orange. Okay. A banana. Okay. A frozen one. Yeah. And kale. Frozen. So this is a classic smoothie. It's a classic smoothie. It's a classic because like original yeah. smoothie. The original smoothie, except yeah, yeah, yeah. local yogurt, just apple juice. Banana. Well, I, I was in um, America recently, and I think everything I ate was had banana in it. Really? Because it's my favourite fruit. Okay. Uh, my catchphrase when I was again was "Where's the banana?" <laughs> and, uh, and I, I just love it in desserts and stuff. Yeah. And. Um, so I got went to Trader Joe's, which is one of my favourite places in the world, and uh, got 
the frozen banana slices. So they just slices the banana in dark chocolate, and he just. And is Trader Joe's like a pudding place? It's like a supermarket. So it's oh, like a nice! Big supermarket that's meant to be healthier than a normal supermarket. Okay. So like, but there are like plenty of treats in yeah. there, and that's why I go there. So right. I'm going there for the treats anyway. And they do just frozen slices of banana. Yeah. So you put, put that in the in the fridge and then dark chocolate they're delicious and the freezer sorry mm. um, but also we went to uh, that Magnolia Bakery which is I think in Sex and the City oh wow uh, where they do the banana pudding oh. and it's like this whipped kind of creamy pudding with like bits of banana and uh, like kind of uh, bready kind of stuff in it and oh, it's nice. So, so, Not like yeah. cookie dough. No, no, like uh, properly, like, you know, fluffy bread. Uh, brioche or something. Yeah, it's like fluffy. Oh, oh. it's so good. I mean, but, it, like, it's. Like, I'm quite. When I was, yeah, when I was, like, late teens, early 20s, I'd just smash a, a whole thing of Ben and Jerry's or whatever mm-hmm. without thinking about it. Yeah. Now I can't do that because my conscience gets in the way. Really? Yeah. It's so funny that you've grown. But oh. you know that you won't get diabetes, but there's still yeah. this, like, a moral imperative. Do you think it's just getting older? Is very, it, like... Most Christian. You're more ta- closer to mortality. Well. Really, yeah, really? It's just like, guilt. I have, like, this weird guilt about everything. And so, like, with, with my relationship with desserts, it's so weird. Because, really? Like, yeah, because I really, really want the dessert. Yeah. And uh, there's a part of me that's like, you got to treat yourself. This is going to be great. And this is what life is about, is, is doing stuff that you like, and it'll be delicious. And then, as soon as I can, as soon as I've ordered it, yeah. I'm going, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <gasps> and I got that straight away. That's and then, fascinating. Yeah, and then I'll eat it, and I'll be, so the amount of times I've ruined the dessert before it's even arrived, because I've been, I then start a conversation. <laughs> the shame attached to it. Yeah, I kind of start a conversation with the people I'm sitting down with, around the table about like sometimes we all do it so we're all feeling guilty that we've ordered desserts and so we all start talking about desserts we've had and like you know like times where we were very good and didn't like do, uh, and got a healthy one or times when we're like oh I had this one once uh, and, and, and like I'm kind of reasoning like well I haven't really had one in a while we're kind of having that kind of chat <laughs> and then like oh we already all regret this why have we done this to ourselves why don't we just order it and not care there's um, like I, I think there's a there's a general awareness that groups of women historically have spoken like that around meals. I just remembered you've reminded me of a really funny Smash the Pony sketch from ages right. ago. Yeah, where they're just about to they've ordered dessert, but they're talking basically, and she's eating a chocolate cake and going, "I haven't, I don't even eat chocolate anymore." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they start like smoking and going, "Yeah, I mean, I gave up four years ago." <laughs> but it is that mentality of maybe it would help if like there probably is somewhere a dessert place or a dessert menu where the names of it are like no regrets just order it don't talk about it yeah, just yeah. actually just giving you some top tips about how to actually enjoy I think there are some that are like that yeah so much of the time like I have like treats in the in the house yeah that are things that I really like so I bought Trader Joe's stuff back and like I've got some really nice things in my uh, fridge um, and so that helps sometimes knowing I've got those really nice things there but what I do is that I'll get drunk come home and then while drunk I'll eat them because I know that I kind of know in the moment I won't regret it now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like I'll have no I can act this is my only chance to actually eat these things without any trace of regret or guilt and it's so it. true but then I don't also, remember it if you yeah. oh god yeah and then you don't have the memory of the lovely thing oh. but then how much do you ever remember the actual is there a, have oh, you ever had a meal that you do you really yeah. remember certain puddings yeah it's always puddings uh, no, there's other other, other things, things as well. Yeah, um, definitely depending on where you go. But uh, and I only really order a dessert if I'm like, I've got to have that. Yeah. If it's a boring kind of like one that because maybe I'm just like a doctor and slap me, but I just want you to have all the desserts. I think yeah. You've got one life. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. ways of counteracting it, but also I think that conversation, that conversation that we have with ourselves, is so unhelpful because you yeah. do. I do it with other things as well. Like yeah. exactly that same thing where you'd be like, oh, if I have this, oh, you, you do yourself out of enjoying a thing, and it's same yeah. thing like uh, that. You know, you're having a really good time on a night out, and you're like, oh, okay. Do you know what? I will have one more, but um, 
and that means then I'm going to be so clean living for a week and, da, 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 and then you're yeah. like you, actually in your head you'd already gone home yeah. so you're not really enjoying that last yeah. one no. and then invariably that's exactly when everything conversation dries up and every, you've made everyone think about going home yeah, yeah. <laughs> ruining it <laughs> um, let's try this so that we try Thanks. it thank you I feel like I've fit you've got a slightly smaller one no no well my, my bowl's different it's a different it makes things look smaller yeah mmm I think it needs to be sweeter I've taken a risk on some um, so I don't I need some dairy but mm-hmm. I don't need loads of it and I've used an Alpro cherry yoghurt but with no added sugar right but I quite like that you don't I quite like it. what's coming from yeah because I because those as the sun as well. in it are so sharp yeah yeah sorry no, I like it. I like how that cuts through the cherry as it goes on. Because you, also, yeah, you get more flavours as you as you go. It doesn't all hit you at once. They all kind of like, yeah. I I I wouldn't make this sweeter. Okay. I haven't got. I've got a freakishly unsweet tooth. Mm-hmm. But I'm constantly being berated by my loved ones <laughs> for making things too sharp or too salty. My whole family. Apart from my mum, mm. has a massive sweet tooth. So it's like my dad has the biggest sweet tooth out of probably anyone I've ever met. Really? Yeah. And then me and my brother and sister all do, and my brother-in-law does as well. So any kind of like kids' birthday parties, mm. um, that yeah, the cake is being eyed up by an embarrassing amount of grown-ups. Get in. We're all there looking over at it. I'm going to get that later. <laughs> my, my, my dad has asked about when we're having the cake before five-year-old children have in the past. <laughs> get in. <laughs> um, and so if your mum hasn't got a sweet tooth, but was it her doing cooking when you were growing up? It was, yeah. Mm. No. Three of you. Three of us and my dad. My dad would only cook on... Pancake day. Okay. That was not the tradition. Yeah. Was that, yeah, it's pancake day and dad always makes the pancakes. Um, I'm not sure why it was the tradition. So nice. my mum's a brilliant cook. Really good at baking as well and stuff. And yeah, she would do all that. So she enjoyed it? Yeah. I think she did. Yeah. Um, Where did you get that all the time. No, not really. I, I wasn't. Um, I think my brother doesn't like nuts in things. Okay. That's a that's a. I'm more aware of that now as adults. He doesn't like nuts in things, although he loved peanut butter as a kid, so that's controversial. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was it. We were pretty because also we were just told, you know, you, you know, to eat it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I suppose as you've got three kids, be, you can't muck about that much. Yeah. You can't be like. Yeah. Can you imagine doing three different dinners? Yeah. Your parents somewhere doing that for their three kids. Yeah. Um, oh, hats off to your mum if she was actually like cooking actual stuff. Mm. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. I was weirdly embarrassed about it as a kid. Like I thought, no, anything homemade was like really skanky. And like, you know, like... It's so true. Why, Do you like, think that's like an 80s thing? Because it was just as there was like... If my mum did my lunchbox, it would be like a sandwich and some fruit and like yeah. a really healthy, really nice homemade yeah. stuff. If my dad did it, it would be a nice sandwich, but then look, a penguin, yeah. some shit crisps. I was always so jealous of the people that had a Lunchable. Yeah. But actually... Well, I was jealous of like... Not jealous, but like I felt self-conscious about... Um, so, like, my mum made her own bread. Wow. So we would have, like, homemade bread sandwiches, which tasted way better than the other kids' sandwiches, and yeah. yet I was embarrassed about yeah. it. I remember once she made me this cookie, and it was two chocolate biscuits with... So it's like almost a homemade penguin mm. with, like, chocolate cream in the middle, but it's a big... So it was huge, and she made us that. And I remember... That is wicked. Yeah, but I opened my lunchbox in front of these other kids and no one batted an eyelid 
Yeah. But I instantly went, oh no, oh, my, my mum's made a biscuit, rubbish. And this kid, I still remember him, Jamie Thompson, it's my only kind of like interaction I ever had with him, he was a really small boy. And he went, oh, I'll swap you for my, my penguin. I went, yeah, yeah, great. So I did that. And then I remember he sat, in, he sat opposite me eating it. And he, he ate it with two hands like a squirrel. <laughs> eating it. But looking really content and happy with himself. And just looking around, he was looking around the room really happy eating this biscuit. And I was eating his penguin and just being like, oh, I've been done here. Yeah. Like, I've really, why did I do that? Jamie struck gold. And also, to be able to see someone else eat that biscuit and go, he doesn't look like an idiot. Like, no, no one's looking at him going like, Who, who's the skanky kid bringing in the, you know, homemade biscuit he's having? Like, I was like, oh, what have I, why did I think people would look at me like that? Like, I, I never did that again. I was then really glad. Of that that broke the spell. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so really like, good. But I was, yeah, I remember sitting there and saying, oh, I can't believe I've yeah. oh, been a fool. I, I never would have remembered it if you hadn't said, but I think I suffered from a similar, like, mismatched logic. That doesn't make any sense, does it? But I would do the same thing, be embarrassed when I had something that mm. felt a bit whole foody or a bit mm. kind of, oh, they've made too much effort. Embarrassing. Maybe yeah. that was the thing. But actually, like, oh, my word, to have homemade bread and a homemade penguin or bourbon. Yeah. Well, good for that kid. Your mum didn't ask you how it was when you got home? No. Thank God. Although, she wouldn't care. Really? If she'd gone, how was it? And I'd gone, I swapped it with Jamie Thompson, she would have just thought, you're an idiot. Yeah. She, she would have been like, what did you swap it for? A penguin? You're, you're a fool. You're a fool. Yeah. <laughs> you're lost. That's quite nice then. If she's got like, most of the people I know who had one parent who was an exquisite cook or baker, the parent needed quite a lot of praise for it <laughs> as oh, do I if I make something for no. lots of people I really like it but like baking especially is hard yeah I want someone to go well done yeah no, she, she knew she was good <laughs> okay yeah. fine she like, just baseline confidence is pretty hard yeah she, the amount that she had to restrict us and be like you know yeah. you can have two a day and yeah. don't, and then, but then even then like as we got older the rule had to be when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. Instead, so it's like, I'm making a batch of chocolate chip cookies, they're going to be in the biscuit barrel, and when you finish them, I'm not making any more until whatever, yeah. you know, month's time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was like a cereal God, again, so it was like, it. And, then, and then we've got absolutely not. Which one the double, the double chocolate chip cookies were the best, but it was chocolate biscuit and chocolate chips in it, and they were so chewy. And they're still some of the best biscuits I've ever had. And we'd get home and like just be straight in that biscuit bell. Um, she sounds good enough she could go on Bake Off. Well, we, we've tried to encourage her with really? that kind of stuff, but yeah, but she, uh, she won't have any of it. Now. So now I want to know um, of you three, and including you, did any of you learn anything? Um, do you, and do you cook now? I don't cook enough now because I'm always touring and, and away. I've got like a few dishes I can cook that I enjoy cooking when I am home, but okay. it's rare that I do. Uh, so, well, she taught me how to so make this roasted butternut squash. I like doing that, so and just stuffing it. It means one of those things that um, I asked how to learn how to make it because I thought it was healthy, right? And then. You make it and go, I'm just putting loads of blue cheese in a butternut squash. I don't yeah. think it's actually that healthy. It's like wal- walnuts and blue cheese and, no. you know, butter. And you mash it all together with the, squ- with the squash and then keep it in there. And um, so it's just a very easy kind of like, you even meant to put honey over the top. I don't do that, but like, it's, it's like, this is the most unhealthy thing ever. So I'll, I'll, I, I very occasionally make that. Yeah. Um, for a while, there was this Swedish meatball like recipe that I got off David Trent uh, nice. and he sent it to me It was he made it for me when I was over there I was like it's delicious and it's just sausage meatballs that you know, you just you're basically peeling a bunch of skin off the sausages mashing them all up into balls mm. and then uh, cooking them in a like a creamy kind of sauce oh and, nice and then, it's not that like sauce no like a cream and like beef stock and oh, stuff wow. like that and um that's very nice. Like but a stroganoff sauce. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it is really, I like having that with tagliatelle. Um, made that for a bit, went through a phase of making that. Uh, 
and then like just met Tom Allen uh, taught me how to make Mexican eggs one morning in Edinburgh excellent so Nigella's Mexican eggs so. what's Nigella's Mexican eggs so you uh, you uh, cut a tortilla into some strips and uh, put them in the frying pan and crisp them up and then you put a bunch of uh, chilli spring onions and tomatoes in the frying pan mm. and do them then add the tortilla strips and about three eggs Wow, uh, just fried on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just beat them all together, mix them all together, and everything. Wow. Quite quickly, actually. And then, uh, oh, and chilies as well. Uh, did I say chilies earlier? No, more, more chilies. Oh, I already said chilies. But, uh, and you can answer, so the more I've done, the more I've just added, like, sometimes I'll fry up potatoes first, like little, little cubed, cubed up potatoes, and cook them in something like this, maybe just paprika or something. And then add everything else to that, and just, just build it up, and just like, Bell peppers and cut them up and add them in. Oh, amazing! So, Chorizo would work in that. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely done that. Um, but I, I always just don't make too much. Uh, just have a huge amount and have to like convince other people to have some. But that's a nice way to start the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I love spicy breakfast. I think they're controversial, yeah. but more and more people are getting. Not controversial. I mean, if you're like yeah. deciding what to make for someone and you haven't told them what it is you're making, but more and yeah. more people are into it. Yeah. Yeah. If I've got to cook just for myself, I'm like, oh, actually, I can't be bothered and I'll yeah. do something else. But if, if, it's, if there's anyone else, you just you do it. And as soon as you start cooking or chopping up something or whatever, you're like, oh, this is great. I love this. Yeah. And you remember how much you enjoy it. There must be something, an added mentality. It's not just about eating it. Mm. Um, you add something so much more to what you put into something if you know you're going to get to feed it to someone else, especially some, mm. you know, some people you love, people yeah. you like. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's magic. Yeah. Um, when you're traveling all the time yeah. mm, does that change how does that, what, what is your eating like when you go always traveling mm-hmm. I think there's a stereotype that comedians are like always having a pasty from a service sure. station I don't know I don't know whether I just know lots of more grown up ones but I feel like we're getting a bit healthier than that I think that stereotype comes from a time where there wasn't yeah. any other options that's so, so like, true yeah and so even when we started yeah when we started stand up mm-hmm. we started at a similar time I think mm-hmm. 2008 yeah 2008 so like, yeah when we started I swear that even then motorway services didn't necessarily have a Marks and Spencers in them it was oh like, no yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was so you were like if it was late and you were coming back you are like oh, my options are yeah. pretty limited here and still, no, now when, you know, when it's late, it is like um, Master Spencer's will be shut, my choice in those services. But Starbucks will probably be open, which does have uh, some options that yeah. are good. Little fruit salad, yeah. or like toasty. Those things yeah. in the box that they do there, they do them in little boxes where it is like, you know, basically like a hot salad, yeah. or like, like a hot, um, like some uh, squash and stuff like that, and yeah. all chopped up. And. Uh, you go, well, this is a much better option than before. Yeah, than And then you start to learn where the Starbucks are and where to stop and where to get those. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm quite good, like, at, yeah, making sure I go to those places. I'm not necessarily... I know, you know, people always burst your bubble by being like, well, what did you have? None of that's healthy. Yeah. And then they ruin it for you. But you go, there's healthy and there's healthier. Yeah. And I think I'm as healthier than I would be if I wasn't so you know it's like if I'm eating a naked bar and someone's like that's not that healthy you know you go yeah it's healthier than a Mars bar which is what I want so like you know this is actually fine and if you shut your eyes it does taste sort of like it might have once been near a baked potato yeah 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 yeah, there's, there's such a kind of like there's such a poor version of what they're meant to be those naked bars but I also love them I love them yeah. um, but the same thing why do people go oh my it's actually just full of dates which is just another type of sugar oh, it can't be as bad yeah yeah um, it's not as bad but like it's like, but all that stuff is like I uh, <laughs> on one tour um, and you won't mind me saying this hopefully but, um, <laughs> my, my friend uh, colleague and tour support at the time uh, Stuart Laws uh, would get he ate a lot of Krispy Kreme donuts right and it's meant that I can't eat Krispy Kremes now really because I, I I think I joined him on the first one and then he had another one just you know it wasn't it wasn't the same day it was like you know the next day or you know a couple of days later but it was too early for me to have another one and I was like I can't 
harder. And, and it literally has meant I can't. It, I, I like donuts still. Yeah, yeah. But Krispy Kremes, I can't go anywhere near them. I, I used to think they were great. got something. Specific. And by the way, just to make this clear, he did not eat it like a pig or anything. <laughs> I don't want people listening to this going, Stuart Laws must eat donuts really disgusting. Stuart Laws is such a pig, yeah. Yeah. animal pig. Um, I really like the idea that the main issue with it wasn't that, it wasn't it, the extremity of sugar and fat combined, it was just that he was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It like a goblin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stuart Laws is such a lovely man. Lovely I can imagine boy. he's quite a dainty donut eater. Um, I think that Krispy Kremes are the first time I ever had one Mm. um, and it was just one of the plain like ones Mm. which are the most popular and I would argue probably the best why? Um, I uh, got a headache afterwards not for long but a little just a little headache and was like oh that can't be good (laughs) and I don't get that generally if I have a donut there is something about those ones that um, when I first had them I just was like oh this is my favourite thing in the world I'm going to just keep on eating these. Um, and now I've got no interest in them. I wonder and if it's that the sugar is so fine. Yeah. Partly it's Stuart Laws. Partly it's Goblin Stuart Laws. Having, having two in a week, which made me like, oh, that's no, true. But almost like, I've never like felt like I was eating something while watching someone else eat it. But like, I mean, that was it. Is that he was eating. I was like, oh, I couldn't. I was like, do you want to cook some cream? Like, oh, no, I couldn't. And then, as he's eating it, I'm like, I feel like I'm eating it, and I, just, and I, and I can't take it on right now. You've reminded I think that's me what it was. when you were saying that, like, feel like what feel like you're eating it while you're watching someone else eat it. But that thing that you did with Ed Gamble, where he had, that was so funny. But yeah. where you were eating puddings that he can't have because he's diabetic. Yeah, yeah. And on paper, it sounds like what torture yeah. for Ed. Yeah. But then you watch it and you're like, no, <laughs> the joke's on you yeah, because yeah. he's really direct. It. Yeah, yeah, like, like Ed just decides exactly what I eat. Yeah, so, um, like, no, get more of that on the spoon, get yeah, more yeah, of that on the spoon. Oh, Chase, this is horrible. And it's lovely for Ed, like, because actually a lot of us like watching other people eat something that we want to eat or yeah. that, you know, we want them to eat. So, like, yeah, for him, it's really great to be like, okay, what's that? And of course, you know, once the cameras are off. <laughs> He tries it. Yeah, he does a blood sugar test, and that's too much you can have regulated stuff. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Did you eat anything particularly... Remarkable. Well, that's some really amazing stuff. It was really delicious. Like, you know, um, he, uh, the nicest thing was we went to Chin Chin Labs, uh, which is a nice cream place, and they do like the liquid nitrogen stuff. Yeah, where it makes it cold really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, and it's really amazing watching them do that. And what's nice about their ice cream, I think, is that they're not too sweet, so they kind of like make it. So they did this, uh, Oh, it was that thing that tastes good vanilla bean but isn't vanilla and I can't oh, remember it now skisk, something like oh, that oh does it I'll look it up I'll look it up but like it was that but it basically made me a s'more so it was like a chocolate brownie cookie 
um, the ice cream, some marshmallow, and I thought this would be really sickly and awful, and actually it was quite subtle and nice, and I really liked that. Nice. That's probably the nicest thing I've had. i tell you what, I'll find, I'll put a link that to show. that clip online. Yeah, yeah, uh, you see the podcast the small cookie. Off-menu item at the time it was. Oh! So go, go, go in and ask for it. I love off-menu. Nice. Go. Something amazing. Yeah. But what, when you, when you ask them for something that you already knew you wanted especially if you're going there expecting to have it mm. and it's not on the menu and then you go because you're doing me it anyway and they go yeah yeah I tried to get I saw that Five Guys which Stuart Laws also loves yeah uh, and it, but, but <laughs> I he, need to do a podcast with Stuart Laws yeah you clearly do he, he introduced me to Five he, he on that same tour um, it took me about three goes to get it Right. I was like, that seems alright. But once you get your toppings right. Okay, so 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 I haven't been to Five Guys because I don't eat meat at the moment. Yeah. Um, generally, as a rule. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard, mm-hmm. and I'll be interested to see whether this is the case. It's so expensive that you, you might as well just get the works. Right, yeah, yeah. To make yeah. it worth it. Don't go there and spend a five sure. just on some chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that's, yeah, good advice. And What's I get, the I'm, perfect copping? I get a lot of toppings, so I'd have to go be able to see the board to tell you what <laughs> but off the top of my head so I'll have lettuce grilled onions grilled mushrooms grilled mm. peppers um, the relish and the uh, sometimes I have the mustard but then sometimes there's another thing I like mayonnaise um, there's a whole bunch because I, I do have a lot of the toppings. I was going to say, is there anything left? Bacon? You haven't said bacon or oh, avocado. Always, always have bacon. There's always no avocado on there. A shame. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But like, I didn't get what the fuss was about. And then I had I had one that I had the right toppings on. And I was like, this is great, and it's my favourite burger. But so what I tried to do once was go in and get the off-menu item which I saw on YouTube I was, I was watching YouTube videos of off-menu items you can get at fast food places and uh, <laughs> they said in Five Guys you can go in and get a grilled cheese burger where the sort of burger patties it's grilled cheese sandwiches and you can go in and just get that Ooh. but the thing is with going in to a place and asking for an off-menu item is that you kind of just have to confidently ask for it yeah and you can't really go in and tiptoe and I tiptoe to but also I think I was speaking to somebody that's maybe their first day oh but, but so I, they care about all the rules I was like do you do the off menu items here and she said yes I went can I have the grilled cheese burger and she was like oh you want a grilled cheese sandwich I was like uh, grilled cheese burger she went we do a grilled cheese sandwich that's off menu I was like oh no I thought it was Gucci's burger. She was like, no, no, we don't do that. And I was like, oh, it must be just America. And like, you know, in yeah, America yeah. you can have them and I'm trying to get them in London. Then I met someone, like about a week later, who works with Five Guys, just at a gig. And I asked them about the Gucci. And she said, yeah, we do those. If you ask for it, we do the grilled cheeseburger. Oh, so no. I just got the wrong person. Have you, then, have you tried again since? I'm gonna at some yeah, point. please do. Let but me know. like, okay. at the minute, like... <laughs> Well, I know I keep going on about just getting back from America, but uh, but when I'm there, I eat so badly. Well, it's another universe. But now I'm back. I'm like, I've got to have a break before you have a little like, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, I um, I went to America for a month when I was nine or ten. My uncle's always lived there. Yeah. Um, and he's always moved around because he worked in construction. And I was only nine or ten years old, and I put on a stone in a month. Wow. That is incredible for a nine. But then that's you—you you know, no self-control at nine or ten. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're letting yourself off the leash, right? I mean, but yeah. every time I've been, basically, I've put on some weight. They just have yeah. enormous portions of incredible food. Yeah, and it's, it's difficult. So you are just sitting there going, "Oh, I can't get this back home." Yeah, but so so I'm in holiday mode there, mm. but at, and or, or you're working and you're travelling, whatever. But you just eat out loads, and as far as I'm aware, there's lots of that. That seems to be part of my uncle's culture a lot more. I mean, actually, he eat out quite a lot at the moment here, and it's lovely, but. Mm. I go through patches of being pretty homely in terms of mm. making stuff and there they pr- he'd probably have a meal out at least every other day at least right. one meal out like yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. there's a much bigger reverence for that and then when your portion sizes are huge when mm. you're out mind you he's always been a skinny bastard yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> bonk isn't it you've made me think of two things like one of them is it's definitely just the confidence you ask with because yeah. I remember um, I remember watching my dad uh, get a 
McDonald's breakfast and yeah. say, I don't want to drink, thanks, I have a, I'll have another um, hash brown instead. Oh, Repeatedly, great. and that always be fine. Great. Never worked for me because yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. stop apologising as I ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And almost that thing where you want to whisper it anyway because of the filthiness of what you're asking. Yeah. Um, but also the grilled mushrooms on the burger. I don't think anybody thinks to put. I would never, if I was making burgers at home, think stick some mushrooms on there. Yeah. Onions. You think about. Yeah. avocados all the salady things but not mushrooms and mushrooms are great and when I was growing up we, they, um, whenever we went to Burger King for a treat my mum would always order and she's like the health, like the healthy one the mm. vegetable one but she, they used to do a Burger King burger called Swiss Double Cheese oh, nice. and it was like bacon double cheese but instead of bacon just layers of this really <laughs> nice Swiss cheese yeah. and tons of mushrooms yeah <sighs> And that, that would be an off-menu thing sometimes. Mushrooms are one of those things that I feel sorry for the people who don't like them. Like, those people who don't like them, because they make such a big deal about not liking them. Like, they're really proud of it. Like, you're, you're disgusting for liking mushrooms. And I feel so sorry for them. Yeah. Like, you don't understand. You don't yeah. know what you're missing out on. And to be so vocal about it is actually really, really sad. <laughs> like, you're really missing the jokes on you. Yeah. It's so true, and like I don't know that I learned an amazing thing. I bet you already know if you're a big mushroom fan. Right. But um, like an absolute wanker, it was a present. But I went mushroom foraging. Oh great! Uh, and like a tour, like a lesson, and then yeah. in the forest, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and we ate all these mushrooms that looked like they'd be killer, but they weren't or whatever. But anyway, at the end of it, we all sat together on like a camp stove, and they got this like paella dish almost mm. out. And then he basically made us scrambly eggs with all the weirdy mushrooms, all the light mushrooms, and then right. the darker ones he fried separately, and we tried them on their own. Yeah. But with all the lighter ones, and I, I bet you already know this, but if anyone listening doesn't, you, when you cook frying mushrooms, you don't put oil in. Okay. Because there's so much liquid, there's so much water in mushrooms right. that you're meant to put them in dry, on quite a, on quite a high heat, mm. and then stir them a bit but wait for all that you'll see steam coming off them and when it's stopped and they're just about to start maybe browning yeah. then you stick a bit of oil in right okay. otherwise it, the oil will be diluted in with the water and they won't cook in such a nice way and they taste if you do it like that they taste so much more mushroomy oh wow I did not know that get in a great, a great, a great it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how, well it, how much of a difference it will make with like a straight up button mushroom but yeah, if you're using yeah. a chestnut one or maybe one of those big ones with the broader oh, yeah. gills where all the flavour is yeah yeah yeah. Well, me and this is, this is years ago this is open spot years it's me uh, Joel Donnett and uh, George Rygold whose name I've now forgotten Toby Williams Toby Williams but it was all of us at a festival yeah Port Elliot Festival lovely and we thought we were queuing up for burgers uh, but they were the Portobello Mushroom Burgers we didn't know that with the halloumi and, and this is like we'd never had Portobello Mushrooms before never had halloumi cheese before yeah and we went insane <laughs> it was so nice that we couldn't get over the fact that we had also one, someone didn't I think Joel yeah. didn't realise it was a mushroom until he was halfway through the burger <laughs> And was like, oh, this is a... And, uh, yeah, it was... I mean, we kept I on going around all day. I mean, obviously it's happened it to you. It. I can't wrap my head around the experience of both those things for the first time yeah. at once. It was Especially when you're coming in from a place of initial disappointment. Yeah. Because you're expecting yeah. something else. It was or one of the most unexpected... There was that. In terms of, like, unexpectedly nice uh, food that, like, really, like, you know blew my mind there was that and then something else which was is this sandwich that I got from under an archway in London Bridge mm. just this guy just selling sandwich out of me and I think he had made like a normal ham salad sandwich and then just dumped it in olive oil and then oh. and, and then wrapped it up in, uh, in cling film I just I think he'd done that because like I, I was eating it going this is the most like but it was so delicious but I was like what's this guy done with this because I've never had anyone do was that before toasted bit toasted. it wasn't it was no. just like and I, and I was like I don't know what he had done but it was like I mean it was pretty oily and moist and I was like oh, I think he's put olive oil in this I think it's just that's mm. what he's done but like it was so nice a really good olive oil is the tits yeah yeah like a really swanky pants one 
Hello, it's me. I'm interrupting myself and I'm allowed to because it's my podcast. I know it's annoying though, so I'm going to be very quick. I just want to say, if you live in London or you're close to London, I'm running some new material gigs this autumn and winter to start working up stuff for my new show. So um, please may you come. They're going to be so cheap, like three quid. And I'm going to be on the bill with amazing other comedians, like seriously amazing. Some of them are so big and brilliant. I'm not allowed to list them until the last minute, but I can promise you that each lineup is going to be off the charts. It's only going to be three quid. I think I said that. The first one's on the 1st of October and that goes on sale today. Uh, And it's a tiny venue, so get in there quick. Please just search online for We Got Tickets Honers Club and new dates will be released really soon. I would love it if you could come. Hopefully see you there. Thanks. Have you ever had a food fight? No, and it's a shame because there are certain things that when you're a kid are in your life constantly because of TV and films and I think a food fight is one of them when you're a kid you're watching food fights on telly every week yeah. And uh, there's always an episode of something that ends with someone shouting food fight, everyone has a food fight or whatever. And you just assume, well, I guess I'll have a food fight one day. And uh, it just never happens. No, heartbreaking. But then also, on the upside, the few beginnings of food fights I've ever been involved in, no. I instantly was like, this isn't as good as on the films. No. This is shit, actually. Yeah. I don't want to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, yeah. Mm, <laughs> it's a huge jacket potato, like yeah. yeah. It's the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have had a jacket potato thrown at me. That actually, so I have had that, but it's not a food fight. Well, I used to work in the kitchen. Right. And uh, the head chef was 23, was the oldest. So, oh like, my you know, god! Like, and um, so it was horrible. And he was a bully, like oh. a bit, like a horrible bully. Uh, well, I say a horrible bully. That's like he's like uh, he was like just very unpleasant to me all the yeah. time. And, like I had to kind of deal with it. And uh, he used to get jacket potatoes that were wrapped up in tin foil. And he would the the, the um, work areas the the tables his metal, his metal tables were like dick height. Right. And so he would just roll them <gasps> like bowl, bowl them. He just bowl them on these the table surfaces. And it would. So he could, oh. he could get you from across the room from diagonally. Right in the nuts. And get you right in the nuts. Oh. And um, it was, it hurt so much. Oh. Uh, but like, he would do it all the time. Because he, really, he just got really good at stuff. Like, all those things are kind of a skill. I'm really good at whipping people with a towel now. Are you? Yeah, because you learn the secret is that as you go towards them, go really slowly, and then it's actually just pull back fast. Okay. And then that really comes with, rather than so too many people fling it. Yeah. immediately and try and go fast from the get-go and you don't get much on that but if you just like really gently just like move it towards them and then quick whip back quick whip back you're you making really you think you'd be really good at badminton you're really good at smashing I play badminton I love playing badminton I love playing yeah, badminton yeah, yeah. let's play badminton yeah. but I can't smash I shouldn't have told you that now you know like, I'm not playing badminton because I've got uh, yeah I've got, my, got my stuff I haven't played in a while but like oh, I was good I was playing with my friend Sam who was um he was great. He used to play squash for Northamptonshire. <laughs> and uh, so he was really good. And so he would just thrash me every week. But it meant that I got a lot of exercise because I'd have to run. He was putting the shuttlecock places that I was, he was always somewhere where I wasn't. So I had to run over there really fast. It's amazing. I think it's the first time I've ever played a sport and gone, I'm, uh, and, and not till it was over, gone, oh my God, I'm really sweaty. I didn't even notice I was having so much fun. Yeah. We used to play every lunchtime in the sixth form. And then I really wanted to pick it back up, but the only club I could find near where I lived was this, this, this like little old hut somewhere, somewhere in Eltham. It was a few years yeah. ago. And there were like four young people who were amazing. And then the rest were very elderly people who were doing it as yeah. well. But my God, they were demons. Right, And they right, wouldn't yeah, move yeah. from the net. <laughs> But if you got one of them paired with one of the young people that could cover the back, yeah. and they, you couldn't get anything past them at the net, they just <laughs> they moved like like <laughs> so fast they just couldn't run. <laughs> but their reflexes were off the charts. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
News comes back from a robo-satellite's wing with a clever arm for getting samples that there's a substance on Mars, which if we missed, uh, mixed with a few other things, probably Fanta and denim, would create a material that we can build a magnetic net out of, which would only work in the sea, and then it would attract all the types of plastic and litter and shit in there that we don't want in there. Nothing yeah. else wouldn't ruin anything or disrupt anything else. Yeah. Um, basically, it would get all the litter up out of the sea, um, and it wouldn't then we have to landfill it, it would vanish it. The net like would dissolve the lock dissolve because then it's back in the sea. Anyway, it would yeah. vanish it forever. But to get that satellite robo wing on to collect enough of it, the Martians have specifically requested that you and it does have to be you uh-huh. do a forty-eight hour Macarena. Hey Macarena! Uh-huh. But as um, as many people can watch as they like, but it's only you doing it. Imagine. Uh-huh. But but you do it. Yeah. You're a hero. Uh-huh. You saved the seas. You saved <laughs> okay. the oceans. But you're really knackered out and sweaty and starving. You're allowed yeah. to shower wherever you want to feel like. Yeah. Pleasant again. Yeah. And then your reward is the feast of your dreams, and it uh-huh. can be totally hypothetical. I don't want you to think about healthiness. Um, the things don't even need to exist if you don't want. The, yeah. I don't care what thick bits and bobs you put together, as little or as much as you like. I want to know what you're eating, what you're drinking, who with. Again, they don't have to be realistic. Yeah. And and um, and where, if there's somewhere particular that you could picture that you'd be to have this feast. Very nice. Um, well, first of all, I'm very proud of myself for saving the world. Um, well, congrats. Thank you. It's quite a thing. Uh, so many like things that like. So I, I think I so. And now think about some of the best meals I've had and how much I like those. And also I mentioned that banana see right now I just want that banana pudding from my sure. bakery. Stick that in there. Because I said that earlier. And apparently they're doing a Boston cream pie one at the moment. Because uh, yeah, my girlfriend sent me a text of, of of that and I was like, that looks nice, I'd like to try that. So at the moment I just want to eat that. Yeah. And could very easily eat a a huge like you know my body weight in it um, also I would like a beef wellington Oof, I uh, had I was in Amsterdam the f- in January <laughs> and uh, one night just I was staying with a couple uh, in their flat and I thought I'd give them a night to, to themselves because I was around all the time uh, and so I just like googled like you know good places to eat went to this place on my own ordered a beef wellington for two because uh, there wasn't an option for one and I was like I really want a beef wellington I haven't had one in ages and it, it was so delicious it was so perfectly cooked it, it was my phone background for a while uh, <laughs> it was really good uh, with, with this roasted cauliflower uh, and this, this kind of like this broccoli that had like uh, pecans in it nice as well Ooh. Um, and, and they they bought it with this, uh, there was this bread beforehand that had um, caramelised butter that had pieces of, like, almost like pork scratching in it. Wow. Ridiculous, Whoa. ridiculous. Unhealthy butter, but it was great. And so, right now, if, I, if, if this happened right now, yeah. I would want to eat that main course again. Yeah. I'd want to have the banana pudding for dessert. Mm. And drink-wise, see, on the way back from... Because I walked yeah. to the restaurant and back from it. Often that's how I balance out my natural guilt of eating anything. <laughs> Long walks to and from. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Um, and I, I think it's like an hour and a half to walk there. So on the way back, I'm walking back. And because uh, I've eaten an entire beef wellington to myself and two big portions of veg, my body's like, you need to have a shit right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're still an hour away from where you're staying. Fine. And Fine this, this is happening immediately. Yeah. So I went in this bar, and it's com- but it's completely empty. So the barman is stood... Just, really, when you've got an ulterior motive. Yeah, perfect. But the barman is at the bar and just watches me walk in straight to the bathroom, be in there for like 10 minutes, and then come out. And I'm like, I've got to buy something at this bar. Yeah. So as I said, oh, can I have something local? It's a locally brewed thing. Because I think when you're when you're abroad or somewhere else, yeah. you've got to have... And, and he was like, pour me this beer. And he said, oh, it's a sour beer. And I hadn't bothered with sour beers before. Mm. And uh, some people don't like them. And I loved, like, it was such a delicious drink. 
and um, Ooh, I, I don't why drink why is that sour is it like fermented or something yeah I don't know yeah. what it is that they do with it I don't know enough about beer but it's, it's often quite strong with these sour beer okay. as well but like um, like I don't like cider okay because it was the first drink that I got really drunk on and all that so like although recently so I went to the best restaurant I've ever been to recently yes where's that it was in San Francisco it's called Atelier Creme and it's uh, one of the it's one of the chef's tables Wow. So I went to the chef's table because, like, uh, I love chef's table on Netflix. Watch it a lot. And uh, so it's my girlfriend, and she she was like, "When we were in San Francisco, there's a chef's table restaurant. <gasps> do you want to do you want to go there? Wow. And it was the best meal I've ever had. Wow, Atelier Kren. Yeah, and the starter was this. The starter was with, with, with a dessert, so you can only imagine I'm in heaven. But like, it was a little sphere, and it was like the thinnest possible white chocolate mm. filled with this really crisp refreshing cider Whoa. and just pops in your mouth immediately and it was so good and that's the only time I've enjoyed cider since oh my god you know, what a way to get back on the cider yeah yeah it's just, going, oh, it's just like eat, eat a bag of these every day yeah. <laughs> chocolate spheres because like, cider was the first drink that I liked uh, alcoholic drink that I liked because I, I didn't used to drink at all mm. like um when I was a teenager and everyone was getting drunk, it yeah. didn't, didn't appeal to me, so I didn't do it. Uh, and then in my early 20s, I think, like my friends all went to Nuki on holiday, so I went to join them for like two days, and then went to this cider farm, and there's samples on the way of this tour of the cider farm, and the last thing was this vintage giant cider, which was kept in barrels that used to have whiskey in it, so uh-huh. that, that kind of gets uh-huh. into it. And I had a sample of that, and it was, at that point, the nicest drink I'd ever had. And I bought loads for my family, bought them back, and everyone was like, we don't really like cider. Uh, and I was like, okay. So I had it in the fridge, and I went from not drinking, ever, to, um, uh, I drank a glass of that for breakfast. <laughs> I literally was getting up, I was having a bowl of cereal, and a glass of this um, vintage cider. Oh. That, had, that, that was like made in whiskey barrels and uh, I wasn't drinking it for the rest of the day it was, it was yeah. just it was just like literally just one glass in the morning and that was how I did this went from like one extreme to the other but then like uh, on just normal side a strong girl or something got way too drunk puked so it's kind of outside anymore so I don't really have anything that's like got that sour kind of like alcoholic kind of thing to it yeah. so this sour beer was a game changer was amazing and I wish I knew the brewery, but like I'd basically be able to find out what it was by going to the Beef Wellington restaurant, yeah, walking into our leadership, <laughs> <laughs> and then going to the nearest pub and then asking them for something local. I think we can find it. So Perfect. Like, yeah, I want that as my drink. Love it. Oh, um, uh, and you're doing all that there, and who with? Uh, who with? Or alone, it's fine. Yeah, like, because I was asked about this recently, like, if I liked it, like what I think I liked it alone, and I'm just so used to it. Comics used to used to like nothing's weird now. Go to cinema alone, which mm. to some people is a still a big taboo. Oh, that like, to me. Like, like eating alone, I kind of get it because there's some community in eating a lot yeah. for a lot of people, especially when they grew up eating in families and stuff. And yeah. there could be something quite. And sometimes we see, I don't know. Sometimes we see someone eating alone, it feels sad to see. But I eat alone all the time. Cinema? Why would you go? Yeah. Why you, that's not. Unless you're immediately going to go for a drink or food afterwards and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Why would you not do that on your own? It's like saying, I wouldn't watch telly on my own. Yeah, makes no sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, eating. So I I probably, people who I enjoy eating with. So I have my my girlfriend there and also um, Ed Gamble. Yeah. Stuart Laws. Yeah, there's <laughs> a bunch of comics. There's like people who like a proper, like you know, my foodie friends. Yeah, who really love food. Nish. Yeah. Uh, Amy Annette. Uh, well, we were, we were like talking about food. Um, Magic. Yeah, just I mean, I'm probably missing people out, but like all, all my yeah. friends who I like talk to about food and text about food whenever I've had anything. It's all there around the table. Love it. And all of us enjoying it. Thanks so much to the brilliant James What's for Pudding Acaster. I believe James is one of the greatest living stand-ups there is. 
He has a series of three beautiful stand-up shows on Netflix right now called Repertoire, which is something else. He's in the Taskmaster series on Dave, which has just started. And if that's not enough, he has an excellent funny book out called James A. Caster, Classic Scrapes. Lastly, he's on Twitter, at James A. Caster. So is this podcast with an entire life of its own on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Please follow it. It's at The Hoovering Pod. Shout about the podcast, rate, review and subscribe. Thank you, please. If you've got money to help this beautiful beast grow, even a few groats in exchange for some cool shit, then go to patreon.com forward slash The Hoovering Pod. I'm on all the socials as well, at Jessica Fosterkew, and I've got those new material gigs coming up in London. Please come if you're local, they'll be so cheap, like three quid, and I'll be joined by absolutely brilliant comedians, all doing new stuff. Search online for We Got Tickets, Honus Club. 1st of October 1 is released today, and more dates are coming very soon. If you'd like to email me, do it through my website, jessicafosterkew.com. Your communications mean everything to me. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.